following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Hope in the Night. Late Night Talk Radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, I've heard you say many times that life is a series of choices and mm-hmm. uh, I, that that uh, echoes in my mind when I'm about to make a choice. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> yeah. you've, you've reached one person at least. But uh, So thank you for that. But thank we, you. We, <laughs> each of us has uh, have choices to make, especially coming up and thinking about our opportunity to vote in America. Well, you, you just said something. If Since we have the, the opportunity to vote, do you realize, you know, I, I, need, to, I need to figure out, like in China, there, and we could name multiple countries, there is not, in totalitarian governments, uh, there aren't real choices. Um, and so just to think that you have the privilege of voting, uh, the Bible is very clear, and, and my, my, I'll tell you, my concern is this. I've heard several times that 70% of Christians do not vote. Hmm. If they had voted, uh, just those who, if they're authentic Christians, the difference it would have made in many of our elections uh, throughout the years and currently. Uh, the issue that I'm wanting to, to bring up is Tomorrow is, and, and I realize many people have already voted uh, early, and there are those of you who think, well, I'm, my, you know, mine's just would be one person, and that, that won't make a difference. Uh, I one time uh, did a, uh, an introduction about voting, talk, talking about the number of uh, uh, contests, if you will, uh, in, in the political world, where one vote made the difference, I need to need to find that, and and um, one day I'll I'll present that. But biblically, in Jeremiah four twenty nine, I think that's right. On uh, oh dear, it may be twenty nine seven. Anyway, uh, it the, the Bible says, seek the welfare of the city. We are, in other words, we are to vote, and we have the privilege of voting, so what a difference we can make. There are many, many, well, now, okay, who, who do you vote for? Well, in, you vote for those who most represent the biblical values, those who have a biblical world view. And I've mentioned... Um, and you helped me with this, Jeff, mm-hmm. the iVoter Guide. That's right. Uh, it, it is uh, excellent. I know the founder. I know the people who've used this uh, or developed it. And it is uh, now uh, owned by American Family Radio. And you can download and or you can literally look up what um, from American Family Radio uh, the, the the positions of the candidates because they do a great job of, of analyzing. In other words, I want to vote for those who I know would have um, the value system of what God would want for our country, 
for us individually. Uh, I've multiple times said um, um, the, uh, uh, by the way, that scripture I think is, I'm not actually, I thought, I'm not sure if it's Jeremiah 29 7. I have that. That's it. Okay, is that right? Okay, thank you. Um, The bottom line though is it matters that we, if we have choice, then I believe the Lord wants us to exercise the choice of voting because He says you are the um, salt of the earth. You're 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 the light of the world. We are to present those who present the light of the Lord, and and uh, there are many. And I'm I'm going to be very candid that are true, authentic Christians. I mean, there are those who take positions that are the opposite of what the Bible presents. And that means um, we, uh, as an example, um, I used this the other day uh, with a group, and I said the Bible says, and this is actually God speaking, I've set before you life and death. Choose life so that you and your children may live. So, based on that, I would say God is pro-life. And the issue is, he says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. All of us have experienced difficulties, challenges, um, disappointments, uh, wrong, we've made wrong decisions. But that doesn't negate for the future what we can do as we yield our will to His will. And so pray that God would enable you to know who are candidates that you could support. I've been very distressed with what is going on in the schools, approving um, books that are showing explicit sexual content for children. And there are a lot of adults that are really, especially parents, grandparents, that that, uh, are taking opposition and they're voting in different people for the school boards. If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we'd like to thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE, and they're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help guide you to God's hope through our resources. That number, 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. If you would like to speak with June about a situation going on in your life, something you'd like to talk to her about and get uh, God's perspective on that, see what God's heart might be and and get some perspective, uh, we would like to help you with that. Just call us at 800-917-800-NIGHT-17. And when you call, you'll just leave a message for us. We can get back to you as soon as possible and talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. We look forward to that conversation and uh, to talking with you about that. So our number again, 800-917-800-644-4817. Well, let's uh, get to our caller, actually callers for tonight. We have listening on KKLA in California. Tonight we welcome Kathleen and David. Well, I'm so glad to talk with you. Hi, Kathleen and David. How can... Good evening. How can we help you? Well, I've been having a very terrible time. Um, we, we lost our son. It'll be six years ago in January. Mm. And um, I'm just... I'm still getting triggered. Not triggered. Um, what's the word when, you, when it smacks you in the head? It's like, um... He was how old? How old was your son? Fourteen. Fourteen. I am so, so sorry. So, um, any loss that's significant, especially when it is a young person, um, there is natural grief but it's that it's even compounded by virtue of a younger age, and uh, I, even though it has been six years, um, it, th- there are memories that you will have usually out of the blue, all of a sudden, and uh, that causes a a longing. 
So talk to me about uh, what happened. Okay. Um, great child, absolutely fun, adorable, and we were homeschooling him. And it was a school, a Christian school that was completely all education, science, Bible study, mm. bi- biology. Every class was biblically based. Well, I'm impressed. So you really were very thought-filled about his schooling, his learning, his exposure. That's wonderful. Absolutely. And that's before all this horror that's going on now. It was bad enough yes. back six years ago, but it was not nearly what it is today. Yes. But his coaches were all pastors. He had uh, mm. even um, a car shop, you know, and he was a yes. police officer. And um, his, his Bible study teacher was a pastor. His science teacher was a pastor. Um, mm. His basketball Yeah, that's what I said. The coaches were all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he also was very active. He did Muay Thai, which is a martial art, every yes. day. Wow. When he was about 11, he um, started to get a little bit chubby, which that's, you know, he he hated it. So mm-hmm. let's, let's let's fix it. And he was so interested in um, the martial arts that we went over into a um, Muay Thai uh, place, whatever, and... Um, I'm sorry, I'm nervous. That's why I sound so inarticulate. But um, you're you're doing well, thank you. You're doing fine. Um. Anyway, he fell in love with it, and he fell in love with that guy too, the the, mm-hmm. the teacher. Mm-hmm. So he's doing very well. He wanted to um, join the military, so we put him in the Devil Pups program, which is the um, the, the Marine Corps. So he, yes. he went to actual boot camp. For the Marine Corps, and he was the youngest that, that qualified. Mm. And so he went to to, uh, to Pendleton for um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and again, wow. I, I mean, yes. he, he came home so gung ho wanting to be a Marine, but he also wanted to fly. So mm-hmm. we went ahead and got him into Civil Air Patrol. Mm. So he, he was going to fly. The summer before he did this, or after, pardon me. Mm-hmm. Um, he, did, he did this in January, and he would have flown the following summer on his own in a glider. Yes. There's, there's a lot of, of complete, absolute achievements in this very short time. Mm-hmm. And another part that gets us so, so messed up is that he killed himself, and we don't know why. Well, I, I do want to quickly add one thing right here. I want to interject this. When you say you don't know why, um, when I what I know well about suicide is, it's not I want to commit suicide. It's I want the pain to stop. Usually, there is something that a young if it's a young person especially, um, be aware that the brain, the the logical part of the brain called the prefrontal cortex, that the executive decision-making, it doesn't develop. 
it's the last to develop uh, and uh, the brain develops at, at age 25 to 29 to 28. My point is emotions are developing much sooner and this is why many young people can choose to take their lives not being able to think as an adult would uh, and weigh out um, the reasoning of, of what to do with that pain. Um, and many times uh, what really is going on is not fully communicated. Uh, to I, I, I'm, I'm hearing that you all were so proactive, uh, I would say beyond the norm in the most positive way. You were looking at his potential. You, you would see his interests, and you really did seek to enable him to accomplish things that he could do uh, I'm very impressed with what you were trying to do and the kind of school you had him in. So what do you think was causing so much pain? We can't confirm anything, unfortunately, but um, I think what might have happened is another thing that from the get-go from a child on, there was no social media. I'm not on any social media he was not on any social media, and somehow someone must have introduced him to it. I'm not sure, but I was not aware at all that he had access. Hmm. On, his on his computer here at home, he had access to email from Civil Air Patrol, and he was also on the yearbook. So he had to interact you know, with his teachers and the other students in the class via like a Zoom, but on a computer. So mm -hmm. he had access to those two things, but he didn't have anything else. But we found out later that he actually was on Instagram, and I found out from one of the moms. Mm -hmm. That was another reason it's so, so, so painful, is that because we interacted with him so heavily, I was mm -hmm. with him 24-7. Pretty much. I mean, not when you're sleeping or anything, but I, I mean, mm -hmm. I was active. I would go to the Bible study with, they allowed me to go and, and take the class virtually. Yes. Um, so it was just so many things. He was in an essay class. He could write so, in fact, um, he wrote a eulogy that was just absolutely so impressive mm. um, so, for someone close to him. It, it just, uh, it's a baffles the mind. If it was Instagram that caused him to do this, it's the only thing we can think of. Was he relating to um, some um, individuals, even if it's his age, or did he have contact with people that he didn't know? We're not sure. I know that there was, there wound up, we found out that there was some girl involved. But uh. I, we don't know. Really don't have any concrete anything. Uh huh. Now the and moms that I was, you know, had befriended during that time, they all came to his um, celebration of life, let's say, mm -hmm. and his pastors mm -hmm. all, all spoke, and then a lot of the kids got up and you know, were him and you know, promising to keep in touch. 
But after that day, quiet as a mouse. Not one person ever contacted us again, and some of our neighbors couldn't look at us just because they don't know what to say. So it's another, like everything was collapsing. Yes. I, like I said, still can't get over it. Well, let me ask you, um, Kathleen, one of the things that I, I will ask about will be, what do you think he would want you to be going through right now? Do you think he would want you feeling guilty, feeling upset, or do you no, think... I think it would you... mm-hmm. be the complete opposite. He loved mm-hmm. to laugh. I loved to laugh. David is extremely funny, so he keeps me in check pretty darn well. Wow, um, okay. And he's so right. You... Wrote, You're saying, I love you all so much. Wow. Mm. Well, you know, when you found out about this Instagram, uh, was that still while he was alive? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Just, just before, actually. And um, he did hand me the computer, which happened to be my dad's um, tablet. Mm-hmm. He, had just, he had just borrowed and um, I couldn't, I couldn't open it and look and read things. For some reason, that kind of thing you know, turns mm-hmm. my stomach like I'm breaking his privacy. So I mm-hmm. waited for David to get home, and mm-hmm. he has researched it pretty deeply. And there was some disturbing thing, and that's where we found it that there was a girl, but we don't. Uh. I know for a fact he didn't get to see her because um, one, he was too busy. And uh, I think they, it was a it was a youth class that they they met, right, David, or was it the ice rink? I think it was one. Her friend was one of his students at the through the uh, school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she also played hockey. She also played hockey, so he liked to go ice skating to practice. Mm-hmm. Mm. And um, one of the one of the girls from school. Invited him and others to all go to the ice rink together. We took him, we dropped him off, and then we went yes. back and picked him up. And I think that's when they met. I see. We'll come back in just a moment because there are certain um, questions I'm. Do you have a heart for people who are hurting and broken? You want to throw them a lifeline, but sometimes you just don't know how. Lifeline to Hope is a brand new, one-of-its-kind caregiver training designed just for you. Using video-based instruction from leading experts, plus relevant case studies and interactive exercises, you can discover how to effectively provide support, encouragement, and spiritual care. The ultimate goal is to connect lives in crisis with a new or renewed life in Christ. This 10-week Lifeline to Hope program can train and deploy a small, effective group of caregivers in your church and community. Be the person in your church that brings together caregivers to become better equipped to meet the hurting. Discover more at lifelinetohope.org. Lifelinetohope.org. 
If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to our caller in just a moment. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 keys for living that will help you address your situation. Call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. Anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, they'd be happy to help you access the resources you need. And uh, their number again, 800-488-HOPE. I want to recommend the keys for living called Suicide Prevention Hope when life seems hopeless. That and many other titles are available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Now back to our conversation with Kathleen and David. Well, I I hurt for you. I I really do. I I used to be a youth director, and I loved uh, that junior high age. But I can tell you, there was there was so much change in that young age. I'm talking about, you know, the seventh, eighth, ninth grade, and then when there is um, increased um, responsibility and uh, just differences of what takes place. Uh, within a young person's life, um, so often there is turbulence because there's also issues of peers become more important than they have ever been, and there can be peer pressure. But I, I'm very impressed with, obviously, uh, the, what you as a couple did in, in behalf of him helped me understand when... The um, Instagram issue was discovered. How did you all handle that? Okay. Now, David, he just made me realize I need to clarify completely. We both thought of him as our son, but just automatically, but actually my sister, who's passed. He was hers, and she was very, very, very abusive, and we got him young. Which was a good thing. Oh, um, so you basically rescued him if she was abusive. Wow. Okay. And for how long then was he in your home? For just short of five years. 
Mm-hmm. Three and a half years, roughly, but we, we were very active in his life before that time as well. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and one other important point, June, is that unfortunately his father was never in at all involved in his life. In fact, did not even their relation. He didn't even make it to the time Seth was born. He was born mm-hmm. in July, and this guy was gone by the prior February. So that was a big uh, obstacle, obviously. Um, not only for Seth, but for, I'm, I'm sorry for, for our son. I'm not, I know I'm not yes. supposed to mention names, and I apologize. Um, You're doing fine. But, um, so the mother, uh, uh, his natural mother, was abusive in what way? Um, she was an alcoholic and a drug addict. Mm. And so what goes along with those, like, completely bizarre behavior, he had to called 911 for her several times, one time, because she, she drank so much she was bleeding out. So the things yes. that he saw were just horrific. And um, we were with him all the time. And, and when we would proceed to take him home, he'd cry. It was awful. Just awful. Mm. Mm. Wow. So it sounds like you truly were rescuers and did... Did you feel he valued your role in his life? I do. I know for sure with Mother's um, Day cards. Um, oh. When I lost my grandma, my mom, um, he went and, and um, cut some of our roses and made a beautiful bouquet. Um, the eulogy that I had mentioned previously was mm-hmm. actually for his mother. And it was beautiful um, because he was so just enthralled with the, with the Bible. And um, we've told this story many times, but like during his science classes and such, you know, he would spin in his chair with, Kate, I love God. And it was just, mm. it was so wonderful. So no, I have no doubt he would not want me hurting mm-hmm. Um because he did treat me like a mother and said that I was the best mom he ever had. That's precious. How precious. What a gift to you that he was expressive in that way. Wow. Um, Oh, he danced and and hug and just a joy. It's horrible. But the Instagram situation came up. They were in a test, his class. And I would not go in on the test because I didn't want to be a, a, you know, a distraction to the kids at all. So I would wait in my, in my car and um, mm-hmm. or out in the parking lot if it was a lovely day. And this day, I was there with one of the moms, and she told me that his, her daughter had showed her pictures of Seth on Instagram. Sorry, I just did it myself about the name. That's okay. That's okay. Okay. And um, I didn't believe her. I truly didn't believe her. So I, it was, I wasn't arguing. I was just, but that's impossible. It couldn't have been him. And she, she, she described a photo that was so dark that he, you know, he looked like, like, um, like a little gang member in the pictures. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, that, he doesn't have access. Anyway, on the way uh-huh. home, literally a block from the house, he says, Kate, and I said, yes, he said, I have Grandpa's 
tablet and I'm on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I was just, I have to apologize to this mom. So that's what I first did, was I called the mom and I apologized for arguing and that he did fess up. And then he told me he, he wanted to leave. And I said, come on now. What are you talking about? I'm going to go live with Grandpa. And I told him, I said, you might, it might be that you're just embarrassed right now. Well, he said, call Grandpa and see if I can go up there. And I said, if you want to go up there, you can call Grandpa. And so my mm -hmm. brother came and picked him up, and he was there for, at my dad's house for the weekend. Mm -hmm. And that's what he did. It was at my dad's house with my dad's rifle in his house. Oh, oh. oh. It's just awful. It, it sounds like it It was so contrary to the 14-year-old. and it, It's like your adopted son. He, he became your son. It, it sounds like he was, uh, to a degree, um, exemplary. And the coaching, the direction, and the, what you poured into him was extraordinary. And he appreciated it, is what you're saying. He he loved the Bible. He loved the exposure of to these things that you were giving him. You know. Yeah. Uh, and he wanted to try again? any and everything. You know, like oh. David would take him golfing. Yeah. And um, it just wow. it's just. He's very bright and very talented and. In some ways, I always felt that he was 14 and a half when this happened, but it always seemed to me he was in a huge hurry to grow up, and that had to be partly because of his early years were so terrible. Yes. Like, maybe he just wanted, mm -hmm. you know, couldn't wait to become an adult. I don't know. Well, I, I, I continue to emphasize the decisions that young people can make um, can be so immediate. Uh, it's not like, I mean, while they might plan out some things that they might consider, um, the problem is, again, their decision-making. Uh, and by the way, there is nothing wrong with looking at, in fact, I, I, I'm a firm believer that at times parents do need to see what their kids are saying and it's not an invasion of privacy it's explaining um i i'm by god's design have um responsibility for you and and um therefore just know that at times i would only want to to know certain things or to just evaluate um because I love you, and or we love you, I'm, I'm just I'm just communicating that I I know that most of the time many parents feel or they 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 assume well I, that's an invasion of privacy when instead um, because there can be such erratic change and so rapid and without reasoning. Which it sounds like you've you've talked about. Um, I mean, there there are reasons why he did what he did, but it's not it it's not being able to balance out 
the truths that he, uh, would have uh, been helpful for him to have at the same time. In other words, many times uh, youth are not fully uh, aligned with and realizing the consequences of their behavior. And this is why they can make rash decisions. And, it, you know, if if they were fully attuned, if, if the brain was totally developed, um, they wouldn't make, most would not make the decisions that they do unless the, the pain is so severe. And it sounds like he had a very unstable home life that the two of you uh, intervened and, and rescued him, which is uh, a precious, uh, you know, th this is where what you've said, you've said he would not want you uh, basically to be focusing on guilt. He wouldn't want this to be punitive. He loved you both. And uh, so there, I, I want us to evaluate what could be uh, done in honor of him, and I already have in mind what I'm thinking. Um, there are many parents who are in your position. There are people who have unspoken pain because they don't know what to say. They're in grief. Um, and this is why grief recovery groups can be so helpful because there can be candor and in sharing. I'm just wondering um, something for the future that I'm going to mention uh, because I'll just say it this way. There are people who've not experienced at all a, a suicide. I had, when I was 14 years old, I had an uncle who was an alcoholic who committed suicide. And that made a difference for me for decision making about drinking. Um, and, but see, many people don't, have, they have not had that kind of severe pain in their lives. And um, you are experiencing this both. And I respect you. And so let's determine what God, how God might want to use this in your If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. 
or grateful for your prayers and support. And we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of this ministry. We thank you. If you have questions or concerns about the topic of suicide, just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help you access the right resources and our keys for living called Suicide Prevention Hope When Life Seems Hopeless. That's available as well as many other titles as you talk to customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If you'd prefer to email, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org, excuse me, customer support at hopefortheheart.org and ask any questions you have regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program. Again, that's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Now back to our conversation with Kathleen and David. What the two of you have experienced uh, has to have led, left a, a hole in your lives, a hole in your hearts. It is so evident because you had such compassion to actually have him... Uh, live with you and what you described is extraordinary uh, thought filled decisions for for his future and e- even the martial arts which is a very positive thing uh, it's it, there are many pluses of knowing uh, how to uh, defend, and I, mean, I, I hear I, and and uh, am impressed. Um, all the more the, the pain of him not being present. Yet, if God certainly, uh, when when the Lord created you. Uh, the Bible says all the days ordained for us as human beings were written in his book before one of them came to be. 
So, in his wisdom, he knew that this son, one who became like a son to you both, he knew that that would when his last day would be. And I'm just thinking, in terms of how God would want to use your lives specifically in this area. Um, I was involved in a number of situations where, with youth, that uh, where there would be a a loss of their lives, uh, often some by suicide, and the devastation at the time for. Uh, the parents would be huge. And what I'm hearing is how directed and directive the two of you have been. Uh, not just one of you, both of you. And I'm just thinking of the parents who um, would need to be able to talk with someone who would understand. And that's where different programs like Grief Share, uh, where... That's what we did, Jeff. We did mm-hmm. three consecutive terms with Grief Share. Yes. And they taught us about, you know, the, the ambushes that will come along. And like one of the, one of the couples that was... Um, our grief share lost their son as well, but to cancer, and we befriended mm-hmm. them, and so we would lunch and and visited holidays and everything, and we and Bill just died. Yeah, I understand. And that was, that was another ambush for me. See, most of my days, I know, I know we've won. You know, God yes. has us. I know we've won, but like, like losing. Not a friend. I had to put another friend who's even younger than I am in a uh, assisted living, and that was another trigger because she loved our boy as much, not as much as we did, but I mean, she really adored him, and she's mm-hmm. been my friend for fifty-five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it, it's like putting my sister in a, in a special place. It just it was another ambush. It was like any time I lose something, I, my heart was racing right back to the thread. I talked to our pastor about it, too, and he, just like you, reminded me that God knows he's written our books. So it cannot mm-hmm. possibly be the fault. Well, the issue is he intends to bring beauty out of ashes. Um, one of the things that is incredibly helpful, as you have already experienced, and what I'm wondering is what kind of role God could use you in and want to use you in. Uh, if It may be that it, whether it's the, the Grief Share program, which is excellent, or something that ministers to uh, parents, uh, 
to those, not just parents, but those who lose a loved one. And um, because you, it's personal for you. It's not mental, uh, just academic. And have you all talked about the potential role of the two of you as as a couple um, being a leader uh, or heading up or or being a part of a regular grief grief share type of program that uh, can make all the difference in the world within the lives of those who are are taught how to think and Many times there are issues, I think you would know this, with false guilt. Is is that uh, is this a, any part of what you're dealing with, Kathleen? Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Explain to me what what are you feeling guilty about? It could be because that afternoon about the finding out for the first time that he had grandpa's tablet. He knew I was angry, and that's not something that, that we had to deal with at all. I, I mean, of course he would do something wrong, and he would, he would then write me a letter apologizing, you know, little goofy mm. stuff, but this he knew. He knew it was bad. Yes. And um, I'm just thinking that look, for him to ask to leave was like, whoa. <laughs> mm-hmm. And my my dad told him, if I take you in, no more um, homeschooling, no more Bible study, no more civil air patrol. I don't have the energy, the strength to, to take you to all those things. You know, no more mm-hmm. hockey, no more Muay Thai. And he was straight up with, with Seth, and he, he still wanted to go. But I knew that we were gonna, I was going to call the, the very next morning that he did this. It was, you know, my father knew. My father knew mm-hmm. exactly what I was going to say to him. And mm-hmm. um, he agreed thoroughly. And so we, I just figured we'd be back on track. But he did this the day before I called. Wow. That makes, uh, that, this is making sense. Because many times they'll have a plan. And so he needed to, in his mind, get away in order to be able to accomplish uh, something that was, uh, unfortunately, uh, life-ending. And yet, um, had you had an opportunity, but I mean, uh, and I think you know because you've said you've gone through uh Really, some significant um, programs. I mean, sounds like you did this several times. Is that right? Three times? Right. Okay. Um, then you understand. And you, you know, you're not omniscient. You, you, you don't know. Now, God knew what He would do, and um, at this point, it's saying. Okay, Lord, I I know uh, if if we had it to do over, you, you, everyone can always think of things 
and this is one of the things about um, suicide, is um, when you talk with some people, if, if when they're still alive, and it, it would be, do you want people to continue to feel uh, guilty because they will feel, you know, if only I had, and it's the if only, if only I had done this, and that's what most people do when they are um, in the aftermath of a suicide. But I think the important thing for you right now is to realize with Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Um, I was talking with a 13-year-old boy uh, about four months ago, and he had written a suicide note to his parents and then his sisters, at two different notes. And um, I, I said, I want you to realize, and I called him by name, the, the Bible says, I know the plans I have, and he knew this scripture. I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So you don't know the plan. You don't know God's plan, and you it doesn't say you will know it at all. But God knows the plan, and what he wants you to do is to hold on to hope and my, my point is, I'm saying this now to you as parents. He says, not just, no, not, not just a young person, he says to you, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And I just wonder if, even if we were to talk again, if you would wish, but what would that look like if, or, or, you know, is this a potential of how God would use this most painful experience knowing that nothing in, that's yielded to the Lord is wasted? Um, would you like for us to talk more about this? Would you want more? Would you, you would like? Okay. Let's do that. But I want you, meanwhile, right now, I want you to claim that scripture for the two of you. And uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, because he does know right now the plans he has for you. And it it is only for your good. We will talk soon. We will send resources out to tonight's caller, including the devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. We'll send that out, and we do that free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate, and we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.